Our Gospel reading for today comes from the 10th chapter of Matthew, verses 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. May the Lord add understanding to our hearing of the word. Let us pray. God who utters the word we are to share, hear this prayer. Let my words be spoken and heard in ways which are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but I have always been fascinated by musicians and songs and how they all interact. I remember when I was a kid learning and playing bass guitar, I had a phase where I was incredibly interested in bands that had a lot of flashy solos and a million notes per second kind of songs. I would not just get their albums, but videotapes, instructional books, whatever I could get my hands on. What I found interesting was how frequently they would cite people who were not nearly as accomplished as them as people they had learned from. One drummer I remember would say that he could learn something from any drummer, even a beginner. They would do something that would make him say, huh, that's interesting. I would have never thought to do that. Likewise, some accomplished players would say how they were shocked at the ingenuity of fans they met who had learned their parts by ear and played them in entirely different ways than the artists themselves did. Playing all the right notes, but in different positions on the neck or using different hand positions or techniques. Same notes played a different way to get the same sound. Sometimes I really liked hearing it when musicians would talk about how they wrote a song or a lyric because they couldn't quite figure out a song they loved and were trying to learn. So instead, they came up with something brand new. One song inspiring another. A song created because of someone's love for another song. So people bringing one song into their lives inspires a new song or a new technique or a new way of approaching an instrument entirely, which then in turn is loved by someone else. And this isn't limited just to musicians. Music touches everyone. Following the longtime example of professional wrestling, now baseball players have songs that are playing to get them pumped up as they walk to the plate in hopes of inspiring better results. Scientists are inspired by science fiction they read and watched as kids and create new technologies that then the next generation of science fiction writers are inspired by. The things we love shape us 
and in turn further shape the world through us. I got to thinking about all of this again because I think our short scripture reading for today is asking us some really interesting questions if we dig a little below the surface. Who and what do we welcome into our lives? Who do we keep out? And how does our welcome impact the world? And I think we need to dig a little deeper into our scripture for today because of the circumstances. Normally, sermons on these verses can focus on the basics of welcome and hospitality, two things that cannot be oversold in our modern culture because of how crucial they were when these books were being written and how different our modern world is. But the world is different now than it was even six months ago. What does welcome look like in an era of social distancing? Something that makes one person feel welcome makes another run away feeling unsafe. Something that helps a third person feel completely welcomed has another screaming about their rights. More to the point, for us in this context, what does it look like for churches? We have churches doing everything from returning to business as normal to churches like us remaining entirely online. So what does it mean to welcome people so that we can welcome Christ? if no one is in the office and we don't physically show up on Sunday morning? Well, I think within that last question exists a pathway to thinking about an answer. For starters, because of our current situation, and it has me thinking about welcome a lot more deeply, I return to the Greek to get a handle on what this verse is talking about. The word translated welcome in the NRSV is dachomai, which means to receive, to take hold of, to grant access to a visitor. Okay, great, but still a little touchy for right now. But it continues. It also means to not refuse friendship. More than that, it can refer to receiving a teaching, to not reject it, but to give it an ear, and even to go back to my discussion of being a disciple from a couple weeks ago, to make that teaching one's own. That last one is what really got me thinking about music and inspiration. Finally, dachomai can mean to bear or endure. So while I certainly do not think it was wrong to focus on literal and physical welcome within Christian interpretations over the centuries, in fact, I still think that message has yet to break through in many ways. I do think this is an opportunity. Like a movie can mean different things to me when I see it as an adult than when I did as a kid. So a change in our world provides new senses, new experiences to encounter this reading. And looking at the depth and variety of meaning within that one translated word I believe is a great place to start. But I don't believe what emerges is a clear list of do's and don'ts for this time. I'm going to continue relying on the doctors, 
the numbers, the patterns, and the tracking for that. Instead, I think what comes through is how limited many people, many churches, have become in our idea of welcoming. Once worship is moved from the building, suddenly we don't know what we're supposed to do anymore. But just think of that list I gave. Welcome is more than just having snacks for someone when they stop over. Welcoming is to befriend someone. It is to be open to listening and learning. It is letting those lessons shape us in ways that we discover new things about ourselves. It means having lessons learned become part of us in a way where we make them our own. We don't have to remember exact quotes or recite the exact words when the occasion arises because they, those teachings are part of us and we can speak from our own understanding. Finally, it means to bear and endure. How often have you used the word welcome or even hospitality and thought about it meaning all of those things? I normally don't. But now when you think about Jesus, the example he set, the way he treated people, what he did with his life and his ministry, do you think maybe when he used the word recorded in Greek as tachomai, that maybe he was thinking of something that included all of that? Because as I was considering our scripture for this week and thinking about those definitions, I do. I've just started reading a book that I'm actually pretty hopeful about. At its heart, it's a book I think about welcome. The author asks a kind of loaded question, why the vast majority of churches lack any real diversity? Even the churches that preach about diversity. We can, if we want to, chalk that up to just the lack of diversity in an area or some other factor, but then why that lack of diversity? If we are honest with ourselves, the people who come and the people who don't come speak directly to who feels welcome at a church, whether that is because of the worship, the fellowship, or even just whether it's a building they would feel comfortable entering in the first place. David W. Swanson is the author of this book I'm talking about, and his premise is there needs to be a rediscipling, a rediscipling of Christians in the ways of Jesus. A lot of things we worry about and focus on aren't really at the heart of our struggle to reach people. In fact, often they stand in the way. For me to feel welcome speaks to something far more foundational than much of what people want to consider, feel comfortable considering. I think about the people who have made me really feel welcome. And I think about all the definitions of dachomai. I think of people who didn't refuse me their friendship, even when I wasn't the easiest person to have as a friend. I know that's shocking to everyone listening to me right now, but it's true. I think about people who grew along with me because they taught me things and helped me experience the world from a different perspective. But they were also open and allowed my perspective to shape them. 
there was an exchange. We didn't just turn into one another or agree on everything. What I have taken from friends has become a part of me, but still uniquely my own. I have felt welcomed when people listen, not to try to fix or instruct, but just to give an ear to what I have to say. And I have felt most welcome when people are willing to bear and endure along with me, to stay with me so I don't have to be alone when I'm going through a tough time. Our reading tells us that we welcome Christ and in turn God when we welcome others, when we welcome prophets and the righteous. Welcome these, welcoming these folks and meeting their needs brings reward. However, we also hear throughout the Bible and especially in Jesus' life and teachings that those folks are not necessarily the ones that society would imagine being called a prophet or the righteous. In fact, next week, we'll read that even when John the Baptist and Jesus came, people found superficial reasons to not welcome and instead discredit them. So, what I think we can take from our reading for today is that not worshiping in a building right now is, shouldn't be the end of welcoming people. In fact, this is an opportunity to take a step back and reflect on the entirety of what it means to make people truly feel welcome. When we do, we recognize there is still an opportunity to listen and learn right now and to carry things forward. There are still ways to befriend people. We can still be there for one another and help bear each other's burdens. If we work together, to better understand how to welcome people under these circumstances, then I believe we will have insights that will transform our welcome when we are able to return to physical worship in our building. When we welcome and provide for someone God sends to us, we welcome Christ. When we welcome Christ, we welcome the one who sent Christ. Whatever else a church might be good at, I would imagine welcoming God into our community and our worship is the very most important thing. Which leads me to close with the questions I posed at the beginning of this message. Who and what do we welcome into our lives? Who and what do we keep out? Whether intentionally or unintentionally by just not making people feel welcome? And how does our welcome shape the world we live in? I pray that you would feel welcome and know that you are loved by your creator because it is hard to extend that love to others when I cannot believe it for myself. I pray that you would welcome all things that are love with love and step away from anything that is not. I pray that you would let love inform you and work through you to shape our world in powerful ways. May the prophets and the righteous always feel welcome and cared for in your presence, even if right now that means wearing a mask and staying six feet away. May God's welcome and love be extended through this church 
and through each of our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.